Hello guys and welcome back to the podcast. This is Paint the Town Dead and I am one half of your hosts, Caitlin. And half number two is over here. I'm Andrew oh, on hello. the opposite side of the table. Yep, we're at a table and we're recording and you're there and I'm here. That's exactly right. And you all are wherever you happen to be at any given moment. We're here and you're there and we're we're all in this together. I heard a phone go off. Was it mine? It wasn't mine. Oh, my God. Because I turned mine it's, on silent. It's a, it was a football game. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised the phone hasn't died already. It has battery problems. And it was on a charger for over an hour earlier and didn't turn on. Oh, man. And then it turned on randomly. And it's a, it's a whole thing. It's a thing. Yeah. So, anyway, okay. let's jump into episode 37. No? Oh, wow. We're going right yeah, into it. Yeah, let's go. Here we are. Okay. That's, that's what I'm going to do. Okay, well... Okay, it's 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 you this week. Exactly. We saved the nonsense for later. Okay. So that people can they they people are here for the information. Are they? More than they are for whatever nonsense we have to talk about. I bet. You're probably right. And but if not, it, this is after all a true crime podcast. Yes. Based out of Arkansas, focused on Arkansas yeah. related crimes. Exactly. So that's what we are. We're paint the town dead. That is what we are all about. <laughs> okay. So okay, it's you. For the first time ever, it is episode 37, and uh, we are going to go to 1998, Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Wow, this is pretty recent for you. It sure is. Okay. And we're going to be talking about some people. Okay. And to start with, we've got a, uh, a one, Clay King Smith. He's 27. Okay. And he's got a he's got a girlfriend, Misty Irwin. She is 20. And they're, they're living together, you know, shacking up. It's I'm a, sensing judgment. Nah, I'm just saying that's okay. what's happening. Okay. No judgment. Okay. Unless you, I mean, do you need to, does somebody need to tell you something? Do you, do you feel? I'm happy with who I am. <laughs> All right then. So, um, this relationship, not great though. It's unfortunate. Yeah. So. Sorry, I'm drinking my Pepsi. Just like the murderers do. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's not a, not a great relationship because. Clay King Smith there is abusive oh. towards Misty Irwin. Oh. And March 23rd of 1998, mm-hmm. uh, Corporal Calvin Terry, the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office, he goes with Misty to uh, the home that she and Smith are sharing. Because mm-hmm. she's going to gather up her belongings and get the heck out of Dodge. Good for her. Yeah, she's going to go. You that's, know. That's, a hard, that's a hard step. In an abusive relationship. Right. So her plan is she's going to go there. She's got the officer with her to like make sure everything goes well. Okay. She can gather up her stuff and she's going to go to a women's shelter. Oh. But while she's there, they, they get to talking. P- the police? Smith and Irwin. Oh. And eventually she decides she's going she's gonna to stay. Oh. And not press charges. Mm. And so eventually the officer leaves because I mean... What can you do? Yeah. You can't force somebody. Not, nothing he can do about it. Yeah. And he even says, like, they were getting along together fine when he left. Which is, you know, that's how it always is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. So, going to go two days later, March 25th. Okay. At 8 p.m., an officer, Andy Hoots of the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office, he is dispatched to a grocery store parking lot where he's going to meet with Misty's mother, Lula Irwin. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's going to tell the officer that she can't get in t- contact with her uh, daughter, Misty. That's never good. No, it is not. And while he's there, he also meets with uh, 
a another woman named Bobby Irwin, and she reports that her daughter and grandchildren are missing. And they are Misty's cousin, Shelly Sorg, who is 24, and her two children, Sean, who is five, and three-year-old Taylor. Hmm. Yeah. So it's a little, little strange. Yeah. So the uh, the officer, he goes to the home where Smith and Irwin live. Mm-hmm. And on the way there, he is actually uh, flagged down by a man named James Rhodes. And he's like, hey, I, I know where the home is. I'll show, you, I'll show you. And officer gets there. He knocks on the door. And there's there's no response, so he he starts kind of looking around, but he can't he can't see anything. So he's kind of like I'm got to go, I guess. Yeah. And at this point, though, uh, Shelly, the Misty's cousin, mm-hmm. uh, her parents arrive there as well, and they point out Shelly's vehicle is nearby. Still there? At yeah. The, at the at the place house, near oh. the house. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so. But again, the officer doesn't have much he can really do right. with this information. Yeah. So he's he's going to leave. Um, and as he's leaving, though, he receives a call to return to the, the house. Uh-oh. Wait, he just left. Yeah, he, he just left, and he gets a call from somebody else. I, I think, I guess, like the dispatch. dispatch or like, something. Hey, go, go back. We got, we got a thing. Yeah. And so he goes there. He gets there about 10.30 p.m. Oh. The landlord is there. Oh. So he's going to unlock the door. Oh, Okay. Because I guess he can do that. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think if you have reason, like the landlord can enter since they own the place. Right. I don't know. I'm making things up. I don't know landlord rights. We we are not landlords, <laughs> nor scientists, nor mathematicians, lawyers, experts of anything. Yep. We are not that. Nope. Like don't e- don't even question it. That's correct. Because if you question what we're saying, you're gonna find a lot of holes in it. Absolutely. You're gonna. You're, you can make a whole other podcast that's even longer than this one just explaining all the things we get wrong, probably. You are probably correct. Fortunately, I have a, a lawyer who listens to this and sometimes is like, hey, this is why this is this. And also, he knows history a lot, so he'll be like, this is why this is that. And also... Which we appreciate. Very much so. Um, <laughs> he was also the first one to point out that we pronounced Tony Alamo's name wrong. <laughs> well, every, some people at work were like... "My fr- I told you my friend, he's like, no, it's Alamo. And I was like, no way, it's not Alamo. Yes, it was. You should be more trusting. I should be. I'm not from Northwest or Western Arkansas at all, and he is, and he knew, and I was like, "Well, okay, got Can't got that, you. got all that wrong." Anyway, this isn't about him. This no, is, this is about this. But yeah, so he returns there. The landlord unlocks the door, and there, I think there's still like law as far as like the officer maybe still can't just like run in. Mm. So he kind of just like looks. Yeah. It's like, I'm just going to kind of look and shines his flashlight in because it's 10.30 p.m. at night. The lights probably aren't on. I wonder if he saw like like a pool of blood or something. If that would get, I'm sure that would give him. Oh, you would you, think so. You made a face. You would think so. So he sees blood stains on the carpet. Uh-huh. And he sees blood splatter on what is like either a washer or dryer. That seems like totally reasonable <laughs> to me. And he sees the body <gasps> of a deceased female on a bed in the back bedroom. And he doesn't go in. He does not go in. And I assume part of it is like, he may have called in and been like, what should I do? And they're yeah, probably like, yeah. wait for wait for like detectives to get there. Uh, okay. So you don't Quarter- mess anything up or whatever, Maybe. potentially. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's my only guess because he does not go in. Oh. Um, but the investigators get there about 11 and they go in through the back door and they find more blood on the floor. <gasps> so no. obviously it's been a bad time yes. in this, in this house. Absolutely. So, in the bedroom, 
where uh, the officer was able to see the body. Why didn't he go in there and like try like to perform see- life-saving measures? Yeah. Even if she was deceased. Like, I don't know. Again, maybe he called it in. Hmm. It's like, what do I do? Interesting. Okay. Maybe he could tell and he didn't want to ruin the scene. Right. Maybe that was yeah. why. That was, see, that's, that's what I was saying. Like, maybe he didn't want to... Mess everything up. Right. He didn't want to like tamper with evidence yeah, on, even yeah. on accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, the female is Samantha Rhodes. Her father was the one who flagged the officer down earlier. Why did... I'm confused. She was... She... Uh, because she was a family it, friend. Isn't this at Smith's house? We're yes. at Smith's house? Yes. And this is uh, Samantha Rhodes, who okay. was 12 years old. <gasps> 12. And she's like a family friend and would babysit and stuff for uh, like Shelly's kids. And they also find five-year-old Sean. <gasps> no. This is the the niece or the aunt's son? This is, um, I believe she is Misty's cousin's Cousin. son. son. Right. So, the babysitter and the five-year-old son. Right. Oh, my gosh. And in the living room, they notice a foot protruding from under a blanket. Oh, no. Which they uncover oh, it. No. And under it is the uh, cousin, Shelly Sorg, who was 24, I believe, at the time. Oh. Yeah, 24. And uh, then on the recliner, another person under a blanket. And that's where they find Misty Irwin. <gasps> Misty? Where's the baby? And she's under a blanket on the couch. That's where they find three-year-old Taylor. All those people? All those people. Wow. And the deputy coroner estimated that they had been dead for about 24 to 36 hours. So it probably happened on the 24th, like the next day after she returned. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. Investigators found 12 22 caliber shell casings. Question. Yes. When you said they were found under the blanket, did they have like, was it like a blanket was pulled up, like somebody killed them and then pulled a blanket up over them? I believe so. Yes. Like covering them in debt, like a shroud. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I believe it is. Not, I don't think it's like cover and shoot them. I think it was, they were killed and then placed there and then the blanket. It's somebody that over knew them. them then. You don't just, random people just don't Right. Do Who could it have possibly been Who that could would it have be? known them? I don't know. Who lives in that house and isn't there right now? I don't know. So, obviously, uh, Smith is going to be yeah, a suspect because, you know, he's got a history of domestic abuse. He wasn't there. Um, he knew all of the victims. Like, he wasn't necessarily related to them. But, you know, right, yeah. he's living, he's, his live-in girlfriend, yeah. his cousins, yeah, They're, the whole deal. Yeah. And a witness saw him leaving the house at around 12.05 a.m., the, uh, the which would have been the day of the uh, well March twenty fifth the day that they found them all right oh okay okay so yeah like the very very beginning of the day wow five minutes into the day a witness sees him through their kitchen window and the witness says that Smith actually like stopped and like locked eyes with them basically like, <gasps> stared at him for like Ooh, for about ten seconds oh creepy before he got into his car and left he's like what do I do what am I gonna do right is it because if he so, just killed them all then he's like do I take this witness out right. Like uh, I, it I makes you wonder. So there's like a couple of things. Like first of all, is he thinking that? Yeah. Also, ten seconds is a long time. It's probably awkward. Wasn't, probably wasn't actually ten seconds. It's probably one of those things where it just felt like ten seconds. Feels you really know, long. like extended like, eye contact. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, oh my god, this has been going on for like an hour. It's like <laughs> it's been two minutes. Yeah. Like oh god, it's so awkward though. Yeah. So you wonder about that. Also, uh, a little bit of a spoiler for later. 
maybe he was on drugs and maybe Who? that's smith so oh. maybe that's why he was like just eyeballing zoning him. out right so maybe oh. that's what it was Creepy. at least to some extent but yeah, yeah it is but there is like he's obviously he, he's walking out he's done this horrible thing right and it's like oh do they know or yeah yeah it's kind of what you wonder Another witness said that they had heard Smith threaten to kill Misty if and her family if she ever tried to leave him. Oh, boy. So, and uh, the witness also said they noticed a rifle on the couch when that threat was made. Which, uh, well, yeah. So, he owns a gun. He can make it happen. It is Arkansas. Lots of people that own guns, but, True. you know. Yeah. So, right. And uh, so, the next day, arrest warrant is issued for that there clay king smith the mm-hmm. person who has most likely murdered five people seems pretty pretty possible yeah you th- I, I don't know who else it would be not even possible probable likely yes almost certain <laughs> we'll go with that okay so officers receive a tip that he is uh smith is at a hunting club near star city hunting club yeah i, I don't know what is that i don't go hunting I and i don't either. go to clubs of any sort. I only so. go to the fun ones, not a hunting one. See, I don't go to those either. I, well, I'd have it in a while because Well, Corona, you shouldn't. But yeah. If you had, you'd be a bad person. I have not. So, I assume it's just people hanging out being like, I, I done shot a buck. I shot a deer. I shot a seven point buck. That seems very small. I don't know how. I don't know what's what. Also, I think seven would be. I think. I don't know if odd numbers would be weird because I think it's based on their, their antlers. Yeah, but you can have little. They're not necessarily symmetrical. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well. My experience with, with deer is seeing them on the side of the road most, <laughs> or seeing them sometimes actually jumping through my neighborhood. You know. You I know tried to get a picture, but my phone died because the battery uh, is a disaster. That One time I was going through going for a walk and I saw a deer just run through the street, jump into somebody's backyard, run, jump to another backyard. That's so weird. Yeah, we get, we see deer quite a bit in my neighborhood, even though it's not that country or anything. I, I saw one over here across the street when I was driving to work the other morning, and I was like, that's weird. That's in somebody's front yard. Like, I guess there's a little bit of woodsies back there, Yeah, the, the place you're here at is, like, definitely far more woodsy than where I live. You live in, like, a neighborhood neighborhood. Right. Well, I do, too, but that's across like, the street isn't. Your area is not super developed in certain areas. It, if like, you go, like if you go street. just a little bit away, though. Yeah, it's quite right? woodsy. So, yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's what makes... Yours is less weird than mine. Yeah, yours is pretty weird. Um... Where was I? I'm sorry. Deer. Hunting club. Hunting club. So Star City, I don't know if I said, it's about 30 minutes south of Pine Bluff. Okay. So even further south. And Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Are we in Are we in LA for this? What? Louisiana? Lower, lower Arkansas. Lower Arkansas? <laughs> Never heard that one. <laughs> uh, we are in Southeast Arkansas. E. In fact, uh, a lot of this information comes from Sea uh, Ark Today, which is Southeast Arkansas. Mm, southeast arkansas yeah pine bluff smells weird it's because of that paper factory it's a fart factory <laughs> as my sister called it <laughs> yes um so yeah they go down uh star city they're gonna get this guy and of course he he runs of as, course. as people do yeah like i don't know yeah stupid i it's it's like when i was a kid and i was like i'm gonna book it and run away from my parents before they get me it's like <laughs> You're not gonna. You're not gonna make it. Where am I gonna go? I didn't think that far. I was eight. Yeah. But it's like, where am I gonna go? And what do I think 
there's going to be extra consequences for for me trying to get away. You because know, because you will pretty much definitely be caught. It's just a matter of when. Yeah, and what it kind will be of, soon. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, it's it's definitely it, more consequences. It's dumb. Yeah. You're not thinking anything through there. Agreed. And he's got a rifle with him, of course. Um, you know, that's probably normal. I don't know what you do at hunting clubs. Maybe you're just like, look at my rifle. Look at my rifle. Look how big my gun is. I used the slingshot to kill a rabbit. Check well, that out. Does that happen? I don't know. You probably could. No. Right? They they killed a giant with a sling in the Bible. It's fine. It's the Bible. Yeah, and it was it was a small guy against a big guy. That's a that's a parable, fable. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but also, a slingshot is stronger than that sling would be. Because anyway. Um, Turn your phone uh, off, sir. That was the iPad this time. How rude. Which I thought We are podcasting. It's giving me the same notification the phone did, but like way later. That's weird. Okay. Uh, that's so obnoxious. So Sorry. anyway, he's running off with a rifle, runs about 300 yards, which Come. is quite the run. I don't think I could run 20 yards, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> that's three football fields. 300 yards is? I guess you're right. You are correct. Yeah. That's as long as you lot. don't include the end zones. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, then it's like, he runs about 300 yards and then slows down to a walk because he's probably tired. He's like, boy, that really took it out of me. Yes. I lost him, didn't I? I just <laughs> ran five miles, right? And after a while, he uh, he just stops walking and turns around to confront the officers. He's probably like, this is a bad And idea. they get to within about 15 yards away from him and they have a standoff and it lasts for almost an hour. It's like 55 minutes what? where they're, they're just like, well, put, he's got a gun. Put down your gun yeah. and he won't? Basically. Why? Just put down your gun, dude. You already caught. Yeah, well. Maybe he was deciding whether he wanted to kill himself or not. Could be. Because that happens a lot. We yeah. talked about that. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Um, he makes uh, he makes some statements during this time uh, that are rather incriminating. Tell me. This one's a little, this one's a little weird. Okay. Because I don't know exactly what he means to some extent. Uh, he says, I sent three of them to heaven. I don't know where the other two went. He's probably talking about the three kids... He sent them to heaven. That could be. And then the two adults. It's like up to, maybe he didn't. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I bet that's probably what he meant. Yeah. Or maybe it was like, I don't know. There, There's the Sorg family. There were three of them. So maybe he knew they were church people. I don't know what, I don't know what the breakdown is for, which, which for what three, he said. Which three yeah. he's talking about and which two he's talking yeah, about. Yeah. Whatever he was thinking there. Yeah. Whatever stupid thing he was thinking. Stupid. And he says he was high on drugs. Oh, my gosh. So, don't do drugs. Bad things happen. Um, he says, I wish I could take a few days back. I shot them. What can I do now? Well, there you go. You said it. Exactly. Uh, eventually, the standoff ends when a police officer shoots him in the arm, and <gasps> they, they go and get him. Why didn't they just tase him? He had a gun. So? What do you mean, so? Tase them. You gotta be closer to do a taser and also and all kinds of stuff. Maybe they were close. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure there isn't there is an escalation of armament what? or whatever that police have Ex- escalation of force. And I believe when a person has a rifle, you are allowed to also have a gun. Yeah. Okay. In the, the arm. That's. It's this is ouch. A, so it, it should be stated that like. Real life is not like movies, you know? Yeah. There's not going to be some ninja flip out and, like, jump uh, behind him Aria, and tase him in the ne- some neck. Some Arya Stark business. Yeah. Flying squirrel coming you, at you. You would just get shot. Okay. Like, super easily. Yeah. It's, it's not... 
you know. Yeah. Life is not movies. I think that's important for people to know <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> anyway. Uh, just because you, you see stuff where people are like, why didn't they do that? And it's like, because that's a psychotic thing that would not actually work in real life. Because this is real life. So he's going to be arrested. And uh, just under a year later, 1999, in March, he is when his trial begins. Obviously, he's super guilty. <laughs> Because, I mean, come on now. Yeah. Like, who else would it be? Right, you yeah. You talk about uh, beyond a reasonable doubt. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, prosecution had a bunch of witnesses and evidence. Yeah. And the defense doesn't have much they can really do. The rifle that Smith had, it was the same one used to fire those bullets. Gotcha. Which, I still understand how that works, but I guess it works. Where what? they can where like you can tell where it came from. And it's like, I guess every gun is slightly different or whatever. Listen. I don't know. Let me... Let me learn you something. Oh, you got this? That I that I have learned from watching every single episode of Forensic Files at least twice. So, uh, by the way, here's my plug for that. HLN, who is the show that is the channel that created Forensic Files and hosts Forensic Files, they follow us. Just to let everybody know. Isn't it exciting? I, I got a little teary-eyed when I saw that the other day where they started following us. I was like... They should let us do a TV show. Sort of like that Lore TV show. Who? Lore. Oh, Lore. Yeah. Love Lore. Where it's just like basically the podcast, but it the is. visuals. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, Forensic Files. They, of course, they do a lot of ballistic testing in Forensic Files. So inside the barrel of the gun, of any gun, are grooves and notches from where the... the the gun was made where the firearm was made and cast and scratched and whatnot so when a bullet exits the gun it gets those same scratches on it and they can line it in grooves and they can line it up and tell and it will okay so like the grooves other than it's like, almost like little fingerprints sort of like um i'm trying to think imagine this so rifles guns they have grooves in it already like on the inside like bigger grooves, I think is what I'm thinking of, and they like twist around. That's yeah, how. That's yeah. why the pistol spins. Yeah. You're saying like the even. Spins. Yeah. So like, are you saying like even the the metal that it would be rubbing up against is always slightly different or something? I'm saying the metal. There are little protrusions on in the inside the barrel of the gun. Okay. When the bullet exits the gun, those protrusions scrape scrapings onto the bullet. And every bullet will have that scraping on there as it exits that pistol. Um, and so they can shoot bullets out of a gun and match it up or not match it up because it's almost like little fingerprints for each bullet. Okay. But again, kind of like with carpet fibers, it's not an exact science, but it is a very, it's a good science, but it's not an exact science. Okay. So it can be fallible. So... He is going to be found guilty on five counts of capital murder. Good. In the penalty phase of the trial, he told his attorneys not to put in any evidence of mitigating factors or anything. Just I don't know what that means. Mitigating factors. Generally, it would be like, uh, so in this case, mitigating factors would come up as like, I shouldn't get the death penalty because... Uh, I was on drugs. I was on drugs. Pro- okay. I was provoked or I'm okay. too young. Gotcha. That wouldn't apply to his case, but like yeah, things yeah. like that yeah. could come up. Um, so he's just like, don't even bother. And he's going to be sentenced to death for all five counts. Dang. Which is always weird. So like when they're like, you're sentenced to 100 life sentences. It's like, well, he's only got the one. 
But it's it's the it's the yeah the, it's the principle of it's the, the oomph of it that you ain't ever getting out. Right. So, and this is Arkansas, so we still have the death penalty. We sure do. We are probably one of the first to bring it back after the moratorium back in the seventies. <laughs> In fact, there is a case I want to do someday. I won't get too far into it. Okay. But there was like a case where they were like, we're going to do the trial mostly here in Arkansas because they've got their death penalty like sewn up and ready to go. Whereas like in South Carolina, I think there's like they were still screwing around, hadn't fixed it yet. And they wanted it. They were seeking death penalty. Yeah. So they're like, let's let's just get him in Arkansas for these. But we'll do that case someday. Okay. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, you don't. Um (laughs) So, uh, before his final appeal was to come, he, he wrote to Misty Oren's parents and her three sisters, mm-hmm. uh, Misty's sisters, just to... Misty's, Misty's the teenager. No, Misty is, uh, was his girlfriend. Oh, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, Misty Irwin was his girlfriend. Irwin, okay, yeah, Irwin. And uh, basically told them he was planning to waive his right to appeals, coming up on for, for the death penalty. Right. Uh, so that they could move on with their lives, he says... You don't need to keep reliving what happened over and over, and that's what appeals would do. And he says, if you, want, if, if you all want me to appeal, you should let me know, and I will. Otherwise, I'm going, to, I'm going home to be with Jesus. Good luck. And I can hardly wait. <laughs> I believe I'm going to see Misty there again. Good luck. Because, um, like, first of all, if there is a heaven, and if Misty is there, it would kind of ruin her heaven experience if <laughs> that dude shows here. up, yeah. I would think. Yeah. I don't know. Be like, wait, this is my paradise. Why are you here tainting it? Yeah, this is no longer heaven. Huh. But um, they they did not tell him to appeal. They're like, not just okay. Go ahead, you, go ahead now. You can you can keep doing what you're doing. Wave them rights. Um, he corresponded some with uh, Brenda Bratton, who was Samantha Rhodes's mother. Samantha Rhodes was the t- the twelve year old. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah. Because she wanted an answer. She's like, why would why? you have done this yeah, and all that, that? That's what I want to know. Why Why her? Because she was at the wrong place at the wrong time. Probably so. But again, it's like, what What are they going to do? Like, she's yeah. a 12-year-old little girl. And she's, she talks to the Pine Bluff Commercial Appeal at the time. And she says, all he told me was something woke him up and told him to kill. He said he did not want to go over it again. He said he was happy that he had reunited with God and he wouldn't have to think about it anymore. So she's it doesn't, not... It doesn't work like that, bro. And it's also like such a nothing... Like she was like very, you know... And a lot of times these cases, you want answers and there's no good answer, yeah, really. really. It's, it's somebody with... An innocent person was murdered. There is no good answer. Yeah, and basically like for no reason. Yeah. And the same thing with... Um, I think I've harped on this a lot. A lot of mass shootings were always like, Oh, yeah. Why would they have done it? Even if we find out like they have a manifesto, it's like, this makes no sense. They're still psycho. And it's still not a great, it's still not a good reason. They're still awful people. Yeah. It, even in the world of insanity, it doesn't make sense. It's, yeah. There's, there's just never a good answer. Yeah. Even though that's what we want. So, uh, shortly before the date of Smith's execution, uh, there's an article written two days before in Sea Arc um, by Patty Wooten, or Wooten, mm-hmm. not sure how you would go with that. Okay. Um, she spoke to the victims' families because yeah. they were all together in uh, Star City at uh, one of their houses. Kind of preparing for the day, for that yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Misty's mother, Lula, said that... Uh, this is this is where we talk about uh, how how these things affect people. Yeah. So this is the part that's going to be very sad. 
um, like Misty's mother, she says that she still catches herself buying Christmas presents for four instead of three. And she she herself in this lost a daughter, a niece, a great nephew, and a great niece. That's so sad. And she says, you don't want to live and you don't want to die. That's so sad. And Misty's oldest sister, Tabitha Bunting, uh, she here wrote, uh, read a poem. Okay. And Caitlin is going to read us that poem. Oh, boy. Did she write this? No. Okay. But it is... Um, appropriate for the situation. Okay. I've never read this before. Andrew's handed me his iPad. It's called, I got flowers today. Okay. It starts. I got flowers today. It wasn't my birthday or any other special day. We had our first argument last night and he said a lot of cruel things that really hurt me. I know he is sorry and didn't mean the things he said because he sent me flowers today. I got flowers today. It wasn't our anniversary, any other special day. Last night, he threw me into a wall and started to choke me. It seemed like a nightmare. I couldn't believe it was real. I woke up this morning sore and bruised all over. I know he must be sorry because he sent me flowers today. I got flowers today, and it wasn't Mother's Day or any other special day. Last night, he beat me up again. It was much worse than all the other times. If I leave him, what will I do? How will I take care of my kids? What about money? I'm afraid of him and scared to leave, but I know he must be sorry because he sent me flowers today. I got flowers today. Today was a very special day. It was the day of my funeral. Last night, he finally killed me. He beat me to death. If only I had gathered enough courage and strength to leave him, I would not have gotten flowers today. That's really sad. It is. That's by Paulette Kelly. Yes. And uh, so Tabitha Bunting read that um, and broke down sobbing while reading it because it's very sad. It is and, very sad. And and uh, and that is such like you see that over and over again with domestic violence. And that's why it's so hard for a victim of domestic violence to leave their abuser is because every time their abuser is just so sorry and I love you and it won't happen again. Right. And that basically happened with Misty where she was going to leave, but he talked her out of it at yeah. the very last moment. And so, and I was listening, I don't remember which podcast, it was another crime podcast I was listening to, but whenever an abuse tries to leave an abuser, that's the most dangerous time because the abuser can sense the loss of control over that, over the abuse. They could, their, their world of control is falling apart and they can't handle it. And so that's when it becomes the most dangerous. And unfortunately, it sounds like uh, Misty was a victim of that. Yeah. And so we'll put the uh, National Domestic Violence Hotline number in our show notes. I'll read it here. It's 1-800-799-7233. And that'll be in the show notes uh, just to have it there. So it's available for more people to see and all that. Um and control is right. Uh, Misty's family actually said they of Smith that he controlled her. Yeah. Um, like her father said that he practically held her hostage. Like oh wouldn't gosh. wouldn't allow her to call or write or visit her family or anything. Mm. Um, Tabitha, the one who would have read the uh, poem there, mm-hmm. she also said he held her in that trailer like an animal in a kennel. Oh my gosh. And. Um, you know, he sent letters and stuff to them being like, uh, please forgive me and get out. If you want me to appeal, I'll appeal. But if not, I won't. <laughs> what that a weird thing. thing to say. I know. Like, and, no, uh, please don't. Please don't appeal. <laughs> yeah. So at uh, Lula, Misty's mother, she says, 
And now he's sending us letters with sermons and asking us to forgive him. The nerve of this man. Yeah. Why does he have to torment us? Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, and said that uh, Lula had nightmares for three weeks after the trial and been hospitalized three or four times since the murders had occurred. I mean, what a traumatic thing. How could, I mean, how could you not? Right, and even uh, Randy said that, uh, who is uh, Misty's father, says of Lula that she takes medicine before she goes to bed and medicine when she wakes up. She has to be so highly medicated because yeah. of this. And I will have, and... I, I've never been in an abusive relationship like that, but I have had past traumas and it's so important to talk to somebody when you go through a trauma, whatever it be, whether, whether it's the loss of a child, whether it's you, you're out of an abusive relationship, whether, <laughs> whatever it is, it, it's so important to talk to somebody and to get help because it's, it's too much to try to take on your own, to try to deal on your own. Like you, there's help out there you have to get help to cope. That's right. Again, you're not a movie character. Yeah. Like you you're can't not, just, you don't just over it. Right. It's not like, Oh, <laughs> that, that, was that, that was an important me. phone call. That was me. I'm sorry. That's fine. No, Finally. It wasn't my work. I'm on call right now. So okay. I, I have to have my phone on. That's why. Yeah. You're, sorry, everybody. Um, but what were we saying? <laughs> oh yeah, you're not a movie character. No, it's not like in Iron Man three where he's like basically got PTSD, big time, and then like he's just in Avengers: Age of Ultron. And he's like, oh, no, I'm good. Thumbs yeah, up. Let's yeah. go. No. <laughs> it's like, no, Tony Stark. That's not real life. That's not how it works. You have to. You have. We're not millionaires. We're not Tony Stark. Not to say that you can't use your trauma and turn it into something good. But you also need help. You need to get to a good place. You can't just be good all of a sudden. So, and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. And that's not even, Age of Ultron's not a very good one anyway. You can skip it, <laughs> honestly. If you want, in fact, if you want to skip ahead to Captain America Civil War, that's much more in line with what happened at the end of Iron Man 3 anyway. And it's a very pivotal movie. It's a very good one too. Yeah. It's a, those last two Captain Americas were weirdly like the best ones, even though the first one wasn't very good. I anyway, it was good. I didn't think the first one was good, but the last two were amazing. Um, so anyway, back to this. A- anyway, very, anyway, back to this very horrible story. Yeah, um, it's almost done. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, May eighth is two thousand one is the date of his execution. That's a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah, I was he was say, that's really fast. Nineteen ninety nine was the trial, but so. he waived all his appeals. Yeah. So okay. I don't think he he's not going to be the fastest ever. That goes to Ronald Gene Simmons. He was like, get it done. That's our first episode, and also our worst episode. Hey, it's, a, it's, it's it was well researched, though. So. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. So his final words are: "I would like to say I am sorry about what I did to the victims' families. Shut up. I hope your heart heals. I love my family. I love my family. Which who cares? You shouldn't have shot them. Yeah, the you, you did this. <laughs> yeah, but again, uh, we run into the the eth eth." the ethics of sorry i couldn't find the word i almost said the ethnics and i was like that's not the right word ethics of the death penalty like i don't know there is ethnics of the death penalty could be a book about the racial injustice of the death penalty potentially that is very true but we won't get get into that i'm talking about the ethics of of i'm just i'm just saying you accidentally came up with a really good book title (laughs) it was Accidental book or, titles. Or just essay or something. Yeah. It could be. It really could be. But I'm talking about... It eth- probably is already, but it's not called that. It's pro- yeah. I'm talking about the ethics right now. And right. that's, you know, death penalty. I don't know. 
is I'm not a fan. Yeah, generally. Yeah. Um there are four family members who witnessed the execution. They did not speak on the matter after uh, after the fact. Um and Clay King Smith is pronounced dead at 9:07 p.m. May 8th, 2001. Good. I have a question. Excellent. Let's why, go. Why why do they normally do death penalties at night? It seems like all the death deaths we talk about are done at night. Why? I don't know. That one guy wasn't. Cyclops. Cyclops. I think that was in the morning, wasn't it? I don't know. Like, we woke up in the morning and it was like, hey, he died, by the way. Oh, no. It happened It happened late at night. Like, Or was it? I forget what it was. But yeah, I, my guess is it's partially just like letting people be able to be there. After and, work. And- I guess. And also conceivably give the governor whoever more time to clemency. potentially give him clemency yeah. yeah that'd be my guess huh well that really wasn't that long ago also you got to have like their final meal and all that you probably want to what was his final meal i don't know you know i, love I don't that. i don't know i love I, that i didn't see it i probably I, had pepsi i don't know <laughs> as i'm drinking my pepsi uh i do like to know that's a weird fact i like to know their last words and their last meals i'd like to, but it seems weird that they would give them food Right before they, I don't know. Cause here's the thing. When somebody has anesthesia or sedation, they have to be, they can't have eaten within like six hours, basically. No solid foods. And only clear liquids in the past two hours. And. Yeah, and, but they're trying to kill them. So that's what, that's be what like, I'm saying. Just throw it all in because, there. Because it's a risk for aspiration, meaning like you could have a reaction to the anesthesia or the sedation and throw up and, and, and suck it into your lungs the throw up which is gross i know i'm sorry everybody but risk for aspiration and but i was just thinking like well you're trying to kill them anyway so it doesn't matter exactly like who, who cares yeah it's, but they give them as far as like sedate they give them yeah i can't remember the cocktail they i don't know what they gave them back then but i know for sure like there was some sedation in there so and i know arkansas executed a whole bunch of people because our drugs were about to expire are you serious yeah there was a whole that's a whole thing like a few years ago oh well, they, they started you. like fast tracking executions because they don't want to waste the murder because they're about to expire and it's become like basically impossible to buy those drugs. I think like internationally. I wonder why. Uh, because like the European Union and such are like, we're not going to sell you these. We're not going to sell you the materials to do this. And I think you maybe can't. Yeah. Stuff Here's like that. the thing. Sometimes Here's they skirt by those rules. I have to ask my dad again. He was talking all about it one day. But you yeah. can just give them like. This is not this is not a how to kill somebody. This is just scientific I mean, hypothesizing. You can, you can kill people in a lot of ways, but the point of these drugs is that they supposedly do it without making them hurt, which is not true. Has been shown. Yeah. But you just give them a bunch of like morphine and, and pain medicine and they're just gonna stop breathing and they won't they won't know. So I mean just give just make i mean they just go to sleep and they stop breathing they have no idea and then but you have to actually like stop their heart beating which is you just give them a whole bunch of potassium then there's like bam bunch of potassium i think that's like part of the thing isn't it i think so potassium so it sends them into like arrhythmias makes makes messes up your heart yeah so which sounds more painful than just stopping breathing to be mm, honest potentially just give me just just load it in there just let me stop breathing Please don't. Um, I don't want that. Don't don't do any of these don't, things. Don't Caitlin do, just no, said nobody. Nobody do these things. This is just science talk. I am not a scientist <laughs> or a murderer. 
good, good or save. Ex- or an executionist. Good save. Good save there, Caitlin. Way, what to, would, way what to throw be, him off the track. What would be that What would be that person's title? The person who's in charge of pushing those? Is that what they are? I guess, yeah. Would what it have to be a doctor? Would it be a nurse? Uh, I do believe they do have like doctors that are in charge of that stuff. It, it's a doctor? I believe that's correct. What it, I wouldn't want that job. You better... Mm-mm. My... Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, I wouldn't either. I don't want that job. I mean, after uh, Ricky Ray Rector, a bunch of people quit because of oh, how yeah. traumatic it was. That's so bad. Remember. I remember that. Yeah. yeah, that was a that was also a, like, yeah. an episode. I feel like all of our death penalty, most of our death penalty episodes, it's like morality. Some of them check. are, yeah. But it like, depends if it's like uh, white supremacist, <clears throat> white, white supremacist Richard Snell. It's like, eh, yeah, who cares? But Ricky Ray Rector, in case you haven't listened to the episode, uh, first off, you should. Second off. It's a guy who killed a bunch of people and then shot himself. Was that right? Yeah. Shot himself in the head. And basically lobotomized himself. Yeah. Lost, I believe it was about a third or two thirds of his brain. So he was functionally like mentally retarded. Like a five-year-old basically. Yeah. That's how they would kind of describe him. And he would, but yeah, and they he still did, he executed didn't know, him. He didn't know like. Right. Like at what all. What was right. What was wrong. What was good. Like he, he's just like happy to color basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's. He's not right. So. Yeah, the famous story for him is that he had his last meal and he had a slice of pecan pie uh-huh. and they're marching him off to to the, the uh, chamber. death chamber. Yeah. And the guard's like, are you not going to finish that pie? And he's like, no, I'm gonna, I'll have it later. I'm saving it for later. And he, and had, like, he had no idea. He did not understand what was about to happen. He right. had no sense of, of finality and consequence because he was functionally a five-year-old. Yeah, so... That's that's one that's like, ugh, Ooh, gross. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't feel good about this. I don't this. like that. Yeah. But um, so that's the story, and it um, was really sad. Yeah. Let's move on to happier things. Okay. We'll we'll go out with happier things. Hopefully. Okay. What um, do you, I don't really have anything. Oh darn it! Well, sad day. <laughs> Everybody. Show's <laughs> over, and it's Caitlin's fault. No, I do. I don't know. The uh, story that I talked about. Um, hold on. It's going to take me a second. I have to find it. Okay. Um, I'll quickly say I watched Mandalorian season two, episode three. Oh, I have to watch it. So. It's better than the last one. Things actually happen. I am worried like the next episode is going to be a lot like episode two where it's like, and now this is the episode where Meandering. we meander about while we get, go to the place. Then the next episode is going to be, we got to the place and we do the thing. And uh-huh. then I'm worried that's going to be like a constant pattern. Right, well. It wouldn't be as bad if it... If the show was just all out at once, you know, uh-huh. like I had this with um, Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, I jumped in on that show later, like season three was about to come out, I think. It's kind of like when I jumped on the Lost Train. Yeah. Right before the last season came out. Yeah. So like the Walking Dead season one, brilliant. It's really good. Season two, they hang out at a farm. And yeah. I remember everybody hated it so much. On I watched it on Netflix. So it was just like Boom. this episode new episode next episode next episode i didn't have to wait a week mm-hmm. so it wasn't like well waited a whole week nothing happened wait a whole week nothing happens wait a whole week finally something happens it was just like eh, episode was fine maybe the next one will be better let's find out in five seconds yeah you Whereas, have to watch it all the way through yeah and like with mandalorian i'm you know this is the first time i've like been keeping up with a show that is weekly in a while yeah. since the first season of mandalorian yep and it's just like ah wow Got to wait another week while I just stew on this one episode. <laughs> and that one wasn't very good. So I kind of want to wait for all the episodes of The Mandalorian to come out before I, season two before I start watching it. 
Yeah, main problem for me is the like YouTube and Twitter algorithms target me very hard with spoilers, so I got to be on the ball. Not not surprised about that. Yeah, same with um, what is oh wrestling stuff. Oh, Sometimes yeah. that'll just be like new champion in a thing. And it's like oh crap, I had that recorded. You're like oh oh well. Well now I know. <laughs> now it's ruined. Um okay, if do you remember me talking about hold on. <coughs> I'm better. Do you remember me talking about um, the guy from like the, help me, help me. I can't help you because I don't know what you're talking about. Help me, help me. I have no memory. From the, oh my gosh, Highland area that like went on a murder rampage because he was like on drugs and somebody caught him, like he was walking down yes. the road covered in blood. Know a little bit more about that instead of me just being like, blah, bah. Okay. Okay. This is, I'm going to kind of read over this like as I'm talking. It's from an article from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, an article by Bill Bowden. Um, He was a 24-year-old guy from Sharp County. He stabbed two women to death because they stole from him, and he tried to kill another woman because, quote, he was tired of her talking. And that was according to his arrest affidavit. His his name was Charles Paul Stovall of Cherokee Village. That's where I was looking for. Um, He is being charged with capital murder. Um... A uh, friend found, oh, 23-year-old Haley Gruger dead in her bedroom. Oh, so young. That was one of his victims. <clears throat> she had multiple stab wounds on her upper ter- torso, drawings and burn marks on her body. What a sicko. Um, they, while they were investigating that, they got, a, dispatchers got another call of another stabbing. They found Deborah Compton, also stabbed multiple times. While riding in a vehicle with Stovall, she was stabbed, according to the affidavit. Um, she was transported to a hospital. Stovall was arrested shortly after. And when asked why he attacked her, he said he was tired of her talking. So not a good reason. Really not a whole lot of good reasons to stab an innocent person. Um, when asked why he stabbed Gruger, he stated that she had stolen from him and he wanted to get her back. During the interview, Stovall told police that he had also killed Linda Janney, 72, a Cherokee village, according to the affidavit. What is... Uh, when asked why he killed Janny, according to the affidavit, Stovall said, she stole from me. She stole my rights, my life. She stole everything I I have. You know what I mean? And I'm here to take it back. No, I don't know so what I you mean. So I want to say, sir, I, I actually do not know what you mean. Because could you, I'm not an awful person. Could you elaborate on what you mean? And then the investigator said, and that's why you, and that's what you did. You took your stuff back from her basically by taking her life. And Stovall nodded in agreement and said, mm-hmm. Uh, he planned, it was premeditated. He said he planned to enter her house and kill her, the 72-year-old Miss Jenny. <clears throat> so it wasn't just like a drug-fueled rage thing? I think, it, I'm sure well, it was, but. I mean, if it was premeditated. But you could still be drug-fueled. I guess so. He stated he had found a hidden key outside of the residence and made entry. He explained he went through the house and heard Miss Jenny sleeping in her bedroom he Stovall stated he approached the bed and stabbed her multiple times. After he killed her, he left with her personal items and her vehicle. Oh my gosh. Well, it's a good thing I said we were going to do happy stuff now, but you know. Sorry. <laughs> also, he was uh, on probation for a drug, possession of drug paraphernalia. So, whoops. That's how it happens, it seems like. He was... He was arrested while attempting to enter the emergency room at UAMS in Little Rock. That's quite a drive. 
Was it the one in Little Rock? Yeah, it says UMS okay. Medical Center in Little Rock. <laughs> After being asked to place items from his pockets in bins at a metal detector, Soval placed what appeared to be controlled narcotics in one of the bins. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. That was for his drug charge. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's still kind of an interesting <laughs> fact. He though. had meth, LSD, marijuana, and drug paraphernalia. Dang. All right. That's basically the whole article. So, a little bit more about that in depth instead of me just blabbering. Okay. Um, I think I need to mow oh, my lawn one more time. And that was Faith. That was my friend Faith. She okay. sent me that. Yeah, I think I need to mow my lawn one more time because it's been kind of <laughs> warm. I know. I have like random grass patches. It's not bad, but I might need to even it out for the winter. Yeah, I need to do that. And I never finished uh, trimming the yard one more time. So, I need to do, I need to do that. I didn't need... Hold on. I'm going to check the weather. I think it's supposed to be quite nice. Make sure, so I don't like, a lot of times I've, I put off mowing the lawn or something and then the next day I'm like, I'm going to mow the lawn and it's, it's I don't check rain. the weather and it's like, there's a possibility of Look, your entire house being washed away by a river. 40% chance of rain a week from today. Okay, excellent. So I'll get that done sometime this week, hopefully. I need to and um, also, yeah, I just want everybody to know I'm supposed to go on vacation this week to Santa Fe. Well, that's your own fault for planning a thing during a pandemic. Well, we had planned it all out and we, how we were going to be safe and everything. And we really weren't going to do really anything involving people. We were just going to do like outdoorsy stuff and like go to an outdoor restaurant and, you know, nothing really crazy. We had a nice little little villa, little, I guess, I don't know what to call it, adobe, little adobe house with a little adobe fireplace. It was really quaint. Um, and then the New Mexico governor banned all non-essential travel. I have tried to plan a vacation <laughs> for over a year now. I'm supposed to go to Scotland at this time. And then that go- got postponed till next December. And then I was supposed to, I was like, well, I'll still use this time and go on vacation. So I decided, well, Santa Fe would be cool. So we were going to go there. And then this happened. So I've not had a proper vacation since last summer, since July of 2019. And that makes me sad. Well, but I get it. I get it. And I want to be safe. And I really think it was probably a wise decision of the governor um, to do that. So hopefully that helps New Mexico's numbers. And I hope everybody gets better there. Hope there's less cases in the hospitals. Help, help alleviate some of the hospitals. Listen, a doctor that works at the facility I work at posted something that was very appropriate. He said, just so we're all on the same page, we all realize that there are basically no hospital beds left in Arkansas, right? Period. Hospital beds, period. COVID, ICU, non-COVID. There are basically no hospital beds left in Arkansas. So when COVID kind of started getting bad again, this the second time around, we had people coming to us from surrounding states because there were no beds in their states. The whole United States is getting that way now. So... I understand I'm not mad about the trip being canceled. I'm just I'm just disappointed, but it's okay because I'd much rather everything be safe. And I want everybody else to be safe too. Yeah, so stop being weird people. Um yeah, it's a real it's a real thing. It's not a hoax. No. Um unless I, I wish I wish, you know, hoaxes don't overcrowd in 
hospitals and kill people and kill more people because the hospitals are overcrowded and run yes. out of space to help people and it makes it harder for them to help people who also aren't covid the whole thing yes but, um yeah andrew andrew speaking truth yeah so anyway watchdogs legion that's a game i've been playing <laughs> i just don't want us to rant on this forever like we did that one time i know it's it's a soapbox thing but, but uh yeah wear a mask be safe don't touch things and then stick your fingers in your mouth don't uh, touch your face um yeah so and by now surely you have a bunch of masks by now i i know i do i have quite a few masks yeah but uh ppe is getting a little sh- little crazy we're having trouble with gloves now and here i am gonna get on a soapbox about gloves hear me out it won't take but a minute it doesn't matter if you're wearing gloves if you're touching everything it doesn't matter you're still spreading it I liked early on in the pandemic, there's a picture of a guy waiting in line at a grocery store uh-huh. and he had, he has been wearing gloves and there's a picture of him with like one of the gloves in his mouth because he had pulled it off to like use Ew, his phone, I guess. gross. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, you missed it. That, you and just then, missed it. And then it. if he had COVID, he's going to start touching, he's going to put that glove back on, start touching everything else. Yeah. Gloves are a one-time use thing. You can't just keep wearing them around and, and whatever. It's gross. Glo- gloves are, no, no. Quit it. Yeah, um, yeah. Watch Dogs Legion's okay. Hey, uh, oh wait, never mind. <laughs> I was gonna ask if you play the new Spider-Man game, but I'm pretty sure it's a PS5 exclusive. It is not. It is on PS4 as oh, well. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. I, I'm considering it. <gasps> I um, love Miles Morales. Yeah, and that first Spider-Man game was really good. That did, they did. did it have Miles? Was it Miles? Uh, Peter Parker was the main character, but Miles is in it. He oh, was okay. introduced. Oh, okay. And is a character. Um, and you do play as him as a little bit, but but it's before he becomes a Spider-Man. Oh, it's like a all, sneaking mission thing. We all love Spider Verse. We love Spider Verse yeah. a lot. If you don't like Spider Verse, then you can go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's so uh, good. It really is. Watchdogs Legion's fine. Um, it's I don't like. It has like this gimmick where it's like um, there's no main character. Like basically, you find people and they have like traits or they have uh certain items that they can use and you try yeah. and recruit them to your group oh and so it's weird but um it's very dark like i not talking about this room which is dark yeah, it, the it lights are not on got dark and, and it was sunny and now it's dusk yeah it's just lit by the lights of the computers <laughs> yeah but but the the game is like super dark like there's the whole thing of like finding these people who are like disappearing dissidents and then killing them and harvesting their organs oh it's my like gosh. it's like guys i don't think y'all have the uh the writing ability to handle this one <laughs> but Jeez. like every time i play a watchdogs game i'm always like i'm gonna be hacker batman as in i'm not gonna kill anybody yeah and in watchdogs 2 which is a better game i think uh-huh. there was a point where like these guys killed one of the main characters yeah and i was like oh because i like the characters in watchdogs 2 they were kind of cool uh-huh. i was like batman's gone this is this is Punisher now. <laughs> the guns are out yeah. for you guys. And I basically did the same thing with this game where I was like, I'm going to be hacker Batman, not kill anybody. And then it's like, oh, these people are like murdering and harvesting organs. It's like, uh, Punisher's yeah. back, uh, baby. Punisher's back. Hacker Punisher is here. Nice. Like I, one of the characters I got, because they all have like um, occupations and stuff, uh-huh. like as their side thing. So like you can get like um, uh, a hospital worker, and then go to hospitals without a problem. What is you, a hospital worker? 
It could be a paramedic or a nurse or a doctor. Okay. Any of those. Oh, okay. But they they have a thing called uniformed access, so they can get in there without it being a big deal. Um. You can also like if you recruit a police officer, they can go into police stations without being an issue. Uh-huh. Um, same thing if you recruit certain gangsters or whatever, all those things. Yeah. Even construction worker. Um, and one of the ones I got is Hitman. Nice. So I'm just like, I'm just murking these dudes now. Nice. I had to go up and shoot them in their stupid heads. <laughs> <laughs> these organ harvesting sons of guns. But yeah, that's how those get. But like the story's kind of like dumb. And like, there, since there's no main character, mm-hmm. there's no characters to like. Like or not like. Yeah, to yeah. care about. There's like a voice in your head that's like, mm. we need to do this or whatever. I want to play, I'm interested, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. That came out. Yeah. I want to, I, I like, I like stuff like that. Vikings. Yeah. Kind of Skyrim-y, yeah. you know, um, my affinity for Skyrim. Yeah. Watch, that Watchdog series has had a weird, weird life. That first one, I didn't like all that much, Watchdogs one, because mm-hmm. it was like, um, I'm a cool guy. I'm I'm real serious and stuff. And I'm in Chicago, hacking and shooting. Cool. And then the second one was like more lighthearted. Mm-hmm. It's like a crew of people in like the Bay Area. A bandits, crew of bandits. Yeah, and they were they were like a colorful, fun crew. And it's like I like these people. And then this one's like it's even darker than the other one. There's organ harvesting. It's messed up. There's people being kidnapped and deported and slave labor. And it's like okay, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like it. That's why you need to play. Uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know something cheery like Animal Crossing. That's it. That's what I'm looking for. You need to play Animal Crossing. You should have just gotten Stardew Valley since it was only fifteen dollars. I didn't buy. It. it was a gift. Well, you know, I'm not paying sixty or whatever it is for Animal Crossing. It was pretty. It was, it was pretty expensive. Ain't doing it. Um, yeah, I got nothing else though. Yeah. You want to take it home. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you for listening to us. We appreciate it. This has been Paint the Town Dead. Uh, you can catch us on Facebook at Paint the Town Dead. You can catch us on Instagram at Paint the Town Dead, all one word. You can catch us on Twitter at PTTDPod. And you can email us at PTTDPod at gmail.com. Please be sure to like subscribe rate five stars comment share anything you do helps us a lot especially the rating of five stars and the leaving a review leaving a good review helps us immensely and we absolutely greatly 100 percent appreciate it um yeah you can catch us every tuesday we drop episodes unless something happens like that one time that was it though just the one time yeah yeah um guys thanks again for stopping by. We will see you next week. Goodbye. See ya.